Securing investment can be both a starting and stumbling block for many fledgling businesses. With me to discuss is Lex Deek, founder and CEO of Offer. Lex, it's never easy to secure investment, regardless of how good a business plan you have. And there's so many different options out there. So how do you know what's the best way to go about it for your particular company or business? So Jenny, it depends on your business, where you are, the stage you're at, um, and that will then determine what the best fit is for you. So if we're talking about a, a concept, pre-revenue, the team isn't in place, odds on you're going to have to talk to family and friends or your extended network to try and get the funding for that. So it'll be more informal. If you're post-revenue, you've got the team in place, um, you're selling something, there's something there, you've built something, you have some IP, you may be able to convince people that you don't know that it's a good idea. In that case, you can look towards angel networks that you know, can connect you to a small syndicate of liquid individuals, typically entrepreneur investors. Then you can look towards platforms, crowdfunding platforms, namely Crowdcube and Cedars being the preeminent equity platforms in the UK. You could start talking to some smaller funds, um, your kind of micro funds, those that are looking at SCIS deals particularly. So they'll be up to about 150K. And to get in front of people, you obviously need a very good pitch. This is extremely important. So how do you deliver the perfect pitch? What would your advice be? The best entrepreneurs, or the most convincing ones that I come across, they, they escape the line between humility and confidence really well. So you know they're going to knock down doors to get what they want, but they'll also listen to you. Bearing that in mind, it's a it's kind of a personality assessment initially, and I think the way that the meeting will start. You want to be clear and concise. You want to get to the point quickly. You know, people that are pitched to uh, are pitched to often, and it can become with the best will in the world. As enthusiastic and as, as nice as the entrepreneur might be, you know, it's something that you've done many, many times before. And you just want to hear, what is it? How do we make it happen? What have you done so far? And, and what do you need from me? Uh, and that can be 10 minutes. Otherwise, a clear description of the market, the opportunity, what they've built, who's in the team, why that team is well-placed to execute on the plan. What happens if it doesn't go to plan? I think an understanding of the realities of business would make for quite an appealing entrepreneur. You know, what if the best case scenario doesn't take place? Um, for me, it's quite a soft measure. I, uh, I'll back people and then the idea. How they get there, who knows? It never is a straight line. If you believe that those people have enough determination and chutzpah to go from here to here to here to here to get there, um, then for me that's that's backable. Are there any common mistakes that entrepreneurs make when trying to get investment that really hold them back? One of the most dangerous things is to, to lack transparency. When you feel that there's an opaque answer coming your way, you'll ask a detailed, specific question, i.e. what were your revenues last year? You then have a five-minute spiel where you're not quite sure where the answer is. It's somewhere in there, but you're not sure. That, for me, would, would ring alarm bells. If there's a huge amount of debt in the company itself or if there are issues surrounding the company or the ownership of, of IP um, or how money's been spent to date, I mean, there, there would be concerns there. And if you're asked a question that you just don't know the answer to, is it okay to do a Boris Johnson and say, look, I'm not a spreadsheet? I'll get back to you. Is that okay or how would you approach that? It depends on what the question is. I think um, you see it sort of the dragons, the classic dragon's den thing, which is that, you know, asking someone for your year three projections, that's actually a fairly reasonable thing to ask. In the heat of the moment and under pressure, it might be quite hard to recall that figure, but you should have that at the tip of your tongue. If it's something really detailed, your specific cost on PPC towards the end of year three, 
I don't know, I'll have to come back to you. Perfectly reasonable. So going in front of investors, what are the questions you should expect to be asked and you should have the answers for? What it is that you're doing? I think why is, is an important question I will always ask from a personal perspective. Why are you driven to, to this business? What's, what's the driver for you? Um, where you've got to, to date, and being very honest about that. What you haven't done so well. What lessons you've learned along the way. You'd like, it'd be nice to have that prepped. All of your financial data, I mean, the, the key stuff, your revenue figures, your cost figures, your net profit figures, you want to have that on the tip of your tongue as well. And then the, the background of your team. If you don't know that someone's done X, Y, and Z in the past, it sort of it shows you're not very close to, to the people that you're working with. So those are the kind of the key elements I would have prepared. Well, you actually made your first million by the age of 25 and have had quite an impressive career. But what lessons have you learned along the way then? There's a a feeling that you have, you know, as an entrepreneur, you, you t typically, if you're the sort of creative entrepreneur, and there's lots of different types, right? You might be the creative guy, you might be the copycat, you might be the person who does what they knew from employment and just does it slightly better. But for me, I love the, the idea, the concept, the prospect of changing something, making it better, building a team around it, and then, you know, hopefully benefiting from it commercially as well and for all parties. I've learned to say no more than feels natural. There's only so many hours in the day and, and time is the most precious commodity that we have. So saying no. I've learned that being concise is, is not the same as being curt. Get to the point, you know, it, that's, that's really been very important for us. Ask for what you want and be specific. Take notes, write everything down. Have more than one tool available for those times when you wake up in the middle of the night with an idea, you know, it's those bits that could make the difference. You know, that's, that's when your brain is, your subconscious is working and you need to capture that. Choose your partners and clients really carefully. Trust your gut. If you haven't got a good feeling about working with somebody, then in a small business, in startup especially, you're working with a small group of people quite intensely. So you have to choose them really carefully, otherwise you won't enjoy what you're doing, you won't enjoy the environment that you're in. And be honest with yourself, when it's time to pull the plug, do it as soon as you realise. Don't let it drag out because you can waste a huge amount of money and emotional energy in letting something die a natural death when you should have been more decisive.